Hello, I'm Haley. And I'm her wife, Yelly. And this is Friends to Lovers, a podcast about books. Happy Readathon! Happy Readathon! <laughs> We're recording this on the final day of the hashtag Sunnyside Readathon, summer 2022. And um, I'm so proud of the Readathon. I'm so happy with how it's going. Um, we have at least 32 people participating, um, according to Storygraph. Um, and I just, I'm so, I'm so floored by like how much participation there's been and everybody keeps letting me know when they finish books. And, um, it's just, it's like so exciting. Like we'll be doing like reading sprints. Um, and somebody will be like, I finished my book. I finished my book. I finished my book. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like so excited that y'all are so excited about reading. And, um, it's been, like, so cool to see everyone just, like, come together and hang out and read. Is it, like, what you expected, uh, hosting a readathon would be? Yes, but I would say that when you're hosting a readathon, you get to, like, enjoy the readathon less in the sense that, like, I feel like I have read less during my own readathon than I've Mm -hmm. read during other readathons, um... Because I'm on, like, the planning side and the execution side, like, all of it, you know? So I think that next time, because there will be a next time, I will um, pick books more wisely in terms of length. I'll talk about that a a little bit soon. (laughs) Um, And I also think that when it comes to, like, scheduling things... I think that rather than doing, like, multiple things a day... I think I would pick, like, one time a day, mm-hmm. like, say, like, noon, and just every day at noon there's something on a platform. Yeah. And that way I don't really have to plan day to day. This time around I think I needed it because I was just sort of, like, trying things out and I needed the flexibility. I mean, I needed, like, today. I didn't get my day started till noon because I was up late last night reading and then, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, um, but I think next time I would do something along those lines and just have, like, one thing a day scheduled and then sort of work from there yeah do you think that you would do it again as four days or do you think you would do it like longer or shorter I think I would do it longer I definitely wouldn't do shorter because unless it was like just me doing a -a readathon imposed on myself sure in a whatever (laughs) yeah but I think that if it's shorter than four days to me um it's like over before it starts yeah um and I think there have been people who have like joined in on the second day or the third day or even today, you know, and there's still time versus like if I did it over two days, you know, you go to sleep and the next day is the last day and all of a sudden it's yeah. mayhem. Um, but I think I would do it. I think the next one I would do a week and I would still do five prompts. And I think that that would be the sweet spot mm-hmm. um, because a week gives you a lot of time to fit in the reading um and I think that having uh a longer period as well would be like fun just in terms of like having more time to like do little like discord reading sessions and all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff um and yeah heck yeah but it's gone really well there's definitely stuff that like I don't want to talk about for the next one that I've already like come up with because I want it to be a surprise for that but I have ideas of like things I want to do um, and ideas for prompts that, like, will be in the mix. 
um, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's going really well and I'm, I'm very excited. It's been really nice to see everybody like be so excited to be a part of it and pick their books and yeah, I just want to say like, if you participated, I just really appreciate it. Um, and I hope you had fun and I just appreciate you like, uh, being excited about something that I put on and, and spent time putting together. Um, and I, I really, really, really appreciate, uh, any like level of participation. Like it just, it feels really good to like feel it like it's coming to life, you know what I mean? And not, and, and to just have it like exceed my expectations is just like so cool. So thanks for being here basically. Um, so as of right now, Yelly has completed the readathon. Yes. Yelly has completed all the prompts. Um, which like I, um, (laughs) I am usually really bad at following through with readathons. Like I've never completed readathons. That's true. Because I like, we've done a couple Mm -hmm. together and I always like pick out my books and go into it ready to like read the books. But I am like such a mood reader that I will get into the first one and then just get completely distracted and like read something else and not give up halfway because there's not like you know like it's not homework um but I just like will read something else that is unrelated and just like don't always have the attention span to do like a super long readathon not that this was super long but I really uh I really hunkered down for this one. I was you like, did. the commitment. Literally, I was like, this is my wife's readathon. Can't be, can't be a pleb. I That's have true. to. <laughs> gotta perform. I gotta perform. Gotta complete. Gotta um... complete. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you want to talk about what you read? Sure. I, let me see. For my book. So <laughs> I had originally <laughs> picked okay. out quite the selection of books mm-hmm. as you know if you listened to like our readathon episode in preparation yes. for the readathon our reading lists changed drastically yeah from that. I think I listed probably like five or six books I ended up reading three mm-hmm. which is gorgeous yeah um so I three doubled books in four up. days is amazing yeah so I doubled up some of the prompts um For a book you can read in one sitting and a book with illustrations, I read Special Topics in Being a Human by S. Bear Bergman. Mm -hmm. And it was really cute. It was, like, basically a graphic novel that is, like, literally what it says in the title. Like, it's basically the author being, like, here's how to have a, like, an argument without it escalating out of your control. Hmm. And it's literally, like, tips... Like, it's the author being, like, this is what me and my husband do when we, like, sit down and need to, like, talk about something that could cause, like, conflict. Um, That's cool. Or it's, like, here is how to, like, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that one of them is literally, like, how to tell someone something that you know they will not want to hear. Mm -hmm. Or, like, how to be yourself. And it's just, like, little bits and pieces. The author in the prologue talks about how um, they had, like, an advice column. So Mm. that's kind of, like, what this book was born out of. Um, And it's really cute and it's really sweet. And it was, like, uh, there were, like, some things in it that I definitely was, like, oh, like, this is, like, a really practical, like, advice that uh, could be helpful for, like, people who struggle with this. Like, there was one 
where the author was talking about how they have like anger management issues and they Mm -hmm. were like this is what to do or this is what I do when I feel explosive but don't want to like explode on like the people that I'm with um and it was really good it was like very like trauma informed and like anti-oppressive and that's super cool it was very cool um the second uh actually the third book I read is Beyond the Gender Binary by Alok Vadmenin. Um, it's part of this, like, pocket change collective series, which they're, like, super short books about, uh, like, important topics. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. It was basically Alok, the author, like, breaking down what the gender binary is and kind of, like, breaking down... Um, Sort of like how gender, I've read it as well, like how <laughs> how we perceive gender in society yeah. and like how like non-binary people or gender non-conforming people navigate that. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of like uh, poking holes in, in the gender binary mm-hmm. um, and breaking it apart and talking about the author's own experience um with like being non-binary or gender non-conforming and yeah it was really good it was like very informative and I literally listened to it this morning while just like making breakfast um because it's super short the audiobook is like an hour long so it was really good that one was my book that had non-binary rep in it and then the other book that I read which was Clouds on the Cover and a book in which a character plays a game was The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. This is the second T.J. Klune that I've read. I also read Under the Whispering Door, and I liked the other one better, I think. Um, aren't those, aren't they related? No. No, they're not at all. They're the, the same. covers look related. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they're the same vibe, um, but they're, like, not, like... Interesting. I thought that was a sequel. No. Oh. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs> um... It was really good. It was, like, very sweet. I think that T.J. Klune, at least with these two books, is an author where I get the sense that he might kind of, like, followed the same formula in every story. Mm. So, like, when I read Under the Whispering Door, it was, like, like really hit me. But the second time reading it through, I was like, this is really sweet, but also, like, kind of predictable. So it didn't necessarily hit me in the same way. Yeah. Um... But it was really good. There's, like, a couple of things about it that I, like, have, like, weird feelings about. Like, he, the main character in it, Linus, is, um, like, fat. And the way that that's treated is, like, kind of, like, sits weird with me at some points in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, So just know that going in, if you're, like, somebody who that will, like, uh hit like a note for just no going in that like he Linus like talks about himself as being fat in like a very like insecure and like self-deprecating way um and then also there like the book I think is like loosely based on like residential schools and like in the history of residential schools and I don't necessarily think that like the way that it's written is harmful in any way like explicitly but the author to my knowledge is not indigenous and 
I think that, like, I'm still kind of unpacking my feelings around that. Yeah. Um, but, like, in terms of the story itself, it was, like, really good, really cute. Like, love all the characters. And, um, yeah, like, I was able to, like, read it and, like, still feel, like, the warm fuzzies. And, like, it, like, is really heartwarming and, like, really sweet. Um, and, yeah, just, like, those two things are the things that I was, like, oh, this is, like, kind of weird. But, mm-hmm. like, I was able to, like, look past gotcha. while reading it. But yeah, that was my sunny side rainfall. Amazing. You healed it, babe. Thank you. <laughs> tell us tell us your experience. Okay. Here's where I'm at. I have finished two books. One of them I read twice. Oh. <laughs> A cliffhanger to make you keep listening, of course. <laughs> no, picture this. Picture this. <laughs> You're me. And you are waking up this morning. <laughs> and Haley rolls over. And is like, I stayed up until 3 a.m. reading this book. 3.30. Went to bed around 4. <laughs> no, and then you were like, you were like, I underlined full pages. And you're like showing me all the pages you underlined. And then I kind of just like went on my phone for a little while. And then I, no, I think I was reading. I was reading The House in the Cerulean Sea. I was finishing it up. And then I roll over again and you're fully doing a second read of the book. You're like into the <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I was going to just read the quotes I liked, and that turned into reading entire chapters, and that led to me reading the whole book again. But I'll start with the first book I read, which was, or the first book I finished, which is Coming Back by Jesse Zabarski. This is my book with illustrations, and it's a graphic novel. Um, Do I know what it's about now that I've read it? Not entirely. Um... It follows two characters, Preet and Velissa, who are in a relationship, um, they're partners, and something happens in the library, it's never truly clear, um, and uh, Velissa has to go on a journey. She doesn't possess magic, and she's going to go on this journey to rescue the library and stop it from seeping bad things into the community, right? Mm-hmm. And while she's gone, Vel- uh, Preet does something that ticks off the community and she gets like kicked out of society. Um, there's not a ton of dialogue in this graphic novel. There are spreads upon spreads that like are majority just images. It's very beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, and the, the artwork is beautiful. Um, the story I think is beautiful, but <laughs> there are some times where it is not super clear at least it wasn't to me, what was happening um, through images alone, and I would have appreciated more narration, whether that was uh, dialogue or, you know, like some context. Yeah. Um, And then some of the frames as well, um, there was not like a a clear hierarchy of, of image. And so I just like couldn't tell what I was supposed to be looking at. Like in this, like I'm showing Yali one, but like these are the main characters, right? But like mm-hmm. looking at this all over, like I, it, I was like, what am I looking at here? You know, like what's the message? Like, I, yeah. like I feel like this is the centerpiece, you know? Um, and there's just like stuff like like this, mm-hmm. like what is happening here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where's our main characters? Could have like guided you a little bit more. Yes, I just did. I didn't feel walked through the story. Um, and then they're like, the story took kind of like a really, like really hard left turn. You know what I mean? Like it was just like really weird. And then it had a sweet ending. Um, and it, 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 it seemed very, very sweet, 
but I just, it didn't like, it didn't hit very hard, I think because the storytelling was lacking as far as the like text goes. Um, but overall, really good. And I think that I'm only like kind of critical of this just because I've read a lot of graphic novels and I've read a lot of really excellent graphic novels where I was not confused what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, so this for me is like a four star and I would definitely recommend picking it up even just to flip through and look at the, look at the illustrations. Um, and yeah, that was my book with illustrations. Then, uh, last night, I read That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon. This is the book that you read twice. Yes. <laughs> by Kimberly Lemming. Um, this is my book with clouds on the cover. Um, and uh, this book was excellent. Five stars. <laughs> it was so good. This is a fantasy romance adventure. Um, our main character, Cinnamon... Oh my gosh. She's a, she, her family grows cinnamon. Okay. I'm sold already. And her name's cinnamon. Incredible, <laughs> right? And so she is, she's in this town and every 15 years, um, their goddess, uh, picks a hero and the hero has to go fight off the demons because every 15 years the demons could enter their realm, right? And, and kill everyone. Right? So true. Um, and she, the, the book starts with her, she's at a celebration for this, like, 15-year, like, they've picked the hero. And she's, like, celebrating because she didn't get picked. She's celebrating because the demons are going to stay away. And she's celebrating because the person who got picked is someone she did not like. <laughs> she's like, good riddance. <laughs> um, That's and, so funny. Yes. And uh, on her way home, she crosses paths with a demon <gasps> under wild circumstances, okay? And, um... Essentially, a quest needs to be done. Absolutely. I don't want to say why, because the book is not super long, and so I think a book that's 170 pages, saying something that happens on page 15, to me, is a spoiler. In the sense <laughs> that, like, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, this book, it gave me Twilight vibes in the sense of, like, human and non-human romance. Um, in terms of, like... Uh, just so many little things about it. I was like, this is like what I wanted from Twilight in the sense of like seeing like their relationship. But also that was like, like that's like me reflecting and like Twilight is YA. So it'd be like once they're adults, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. All this to say is that this book is so, so good. Um, it's like, uh, it's like uh, enemies to lovers. Um, it's got, um, Lots of spice. It's like four chili peppers on my personal <laughs> spice scale, which is pretty damn spicy. Um, and uh, what else? What else? What else? We've got a quest. We've got um, friendships made along the way. Um, and it's just, it's a really good ass time. It's a really, really, really good ass time. And isn't it indie um, published? Indie published, indie author. Oh, and Faded Mates. If you don't like Faded Mates, I don't know what to do. For you. Um, I'm just kidding. But if you don't like Faded Mates, this is Faded Mates, so if you don't like it, just know that going in, that you might not like this. But if you do like Faded Mates, then here you go. Um, and yeah, it's indie published. You can get it um, printed through Amazon, um, because that's where Kimberly Lemming has it printed. And you can also read it uh, technically, quote unquote, for free if you have Kindle Unlimited. So Ooh. there you go. Um, and it was excellent. I Like I said, I've read it twice. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Um, and also, the author has uh, content warnings at the beginning for 
Light BDSM, Dubcon violence, mentions of sexual violence, and sexually explicit content. There you go. GG's. Um, it's so well done. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, and then... Um, you already talked about that one. I already talked about this one. Okay. And then, so let's get to what I'm currently reading. So while uh, in, the, in the what are we reading, actually I think it even changed from then. I started this weekend thinking that my book in which they played games was going to be The Atlas Six. Did you know that? You might not have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I... What was it when we first recorded this? The first episode? Maybe The Atlas Six. I don't think it was. I think it was. Are I you think, sure? Yeah. My book with clouds on the cover changed. Um, but so I realized I'm not going to have time to read that due to the fact that it's like almost 400 pages and I'm reading... Home Field Advantage. Ah, no, that was my book with clouds on the cover. Oh. No, you're right. It was The Atlas Six. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry but for so, the slander. That's okay. But so I was like, I'm not going to have time to finish it because like I said, I kind of overextended myself in terms of like running the readathon and also having to live a life and like do things outside of the readathon you know i can't just like hunker down and only readathon for four days and so anyway i've shifted gears and i'm now reading the view from saturday by il konigsberg um which is a favorite from my childhood that i wanted to revisit and i found a copy of it recently at book outlet and i'm about 28 pages in it's like 130 pages so decent progress already done and i'm really enjoying it um it's a it's a very old book, but it's uh, it's very sweet. So I'm really enjoying that. <sighs> Opening up my book holder. Then I am also reading She Who Became the Sun. This book is taking me a lot longer to read than I anticipated because I typically read romance um, and I can just read romance a lot faster than like heavier books. Um, as I said, I read how to... <laughs> <laughs> I almost said how to train a dragon. At uh, the time I got drunk and saved a demon uh, twice. In like eight uh, hours. In like eight hours. And total that's like 400 pages. Because this book's almost 200 pages. <laughs> yeah. So I could have, you know, hypothetically. <laughs> but it's just different. She Became the Sun is a historical fiction. Um, and it is heavy. Heavy. Check your content warnings for this book. Um, it follows our main character. And... She is, um, she is not valued in her family because she's a girl, um, and she is, they think that she is nothing, right? And she's in these, her family's in these really harsh conditions, um, there's a lot of, uh, governmental turmoil going on, a lot of different power sources, like, butting heads, right? And so the, 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 the majority of the people are caught in the middle with no money, no food, right? And um, we we find her at the beginning in just the absolute lowest spot you could be in, right? And essentially, this is the story about her uh, and her will to survive and her desire to live out a fate that she thinks she deserves and that she thinks that, Mm -hmm. like, she should have, right? Um, And basically... It takes us on some twists and turns. There are other characters introduced. um, And I'm really, really enjoying it. And the reason I chose to continue reading this versus continue reading That List Six is that I I foresaw for myself that if I put this book down and don't finish it this weekend, I might not pick it up for a while because it's not a genre that I am typically inclined towards, even though I'm really loving this book. 
versus the Atlas Six, I can totally see myself the second it becomes cool outside, I'm gonna be like, I wanna read the Atlas Six. I'm already kind of in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that this one, I was like, I want to continue to read this in the interest of not letting it become a book that sits on my shelf with a bookmark halfway through it. Yeah. All right. And then the last book I haven't started yet is my book that I'm going to read in one sitting, and I will definitely read this today. Um, And that is The Dragon's Bride by Katie Robert, which uh, is a fantasy romance. It's a monster romance. Um, and I'm very excited for it. It's going to be so fun. Also, very uh, cool as well, is The Dragon's Bride and um, That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon, both uh, published, indie published, right? Um, Both have maps in the front. If you're a fantasy lover, there are maps, Um, and they both have content warnings. Um, So it says, uh, tropes, marriage of convenience, monster romance. I love that Katie Robert lists out tropes. Um, and then, <laughs> then there's tags. That's so fun. It says tags, demon bargains. I only watch once upon a time for the scaly lizard man. <laughs> Beauty and the beast retelling soft monsters, two peens, size difference, falling for the monster husband. You never wanted <laughs> forced proximity. If you sexy run, I will sexy chase you <laughs> breeding. You're too big mating frenzy. Sorry, not sorry. Accidentally on purpose ripped off your birth control pendant. Oh my goodness. This is a lot. I'm still stuck on I only watch once upon a time for this. Yeah, that's so funny. And then content warnings, domestic abuse, historical off page, but the heroine is dealing with the aftermath of getting out of that relationship. Murder off page, non-human, human slash non-human sex, undiscussed anal, size difference, explicit sex, breeding, Light choking, injuries for blood magic, small incidental injuries, pregnancy epilogue, birth epilogue. Okay? So those are the content warnings. Um, And then there's a map. And anyway, I am very, very, very excited for this book. I love Katie Robert. Um, The cover for this book is stunning. And uh, Katie Robert is an author that I think in terms of like romance slash erotica that is like typically been beyond my <clears throat> been beyond <laughs> you showing me a picture of Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> from Once Upon a Time um, like romance that has been like typically beyond my like perceived comfort zone mm-hmm. Katie Robert has really earned my trust mm-hmm. as an author um, yeah. I really really trust her to like write absolutely buck wild shit like this and take care of me as a reader and like um guide me through things as a reader right and anyway by any other author I might be scared but once I saw this cover which I just still to me is like literally so beautiful I could stare at it all day um but knowing that Katie Robert wrote it I just I just really really trust her as an author and so far I've read I think I've read like seven or eight books by her this year maybe even this month alone and I just I feel very safe reading her books even though they are some of the like the wildest books I've ever read yeah which is something to, something to say. And anyway, that is where I'm at in the readathon, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So now we're going to talk about the one book that Yelly and I read the past week, which is Patricia Wants to Cuddle by Samantha Allen. Um, this is a book that I kind of like, kind of on a whim, decided yeah. to read on stream um, on my Twitch channel because. 
it was due at the library. And sometimes that's all the motivation I need is it's due soon. There are holds on it. Read now or wait 10 months, you know? Which imagine if we hadn't read it. I can't even. So So much worse. Um, (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, So I read this book on stream in one sitting. It was excellent. And then immediately after stream, I asked Yelly to read it and she did in also one sitting. Yes. Do you want to kick off talking about it? Or do you want me to describe it? I mean, I guess <laughs> you, I like <laughs> went into it and I, you go into it thinking that it's one thing and then it's definitely not the thing that you think it is going into it. Yeah. Um, which I won't say too much more of because I really think that this is the type of book where like, besides knowing that it is a thriller, so it obviously has a lot of gore and a lot of like violence body horror a lot of body horror besides knowing that they're the the least the least you know the better the less you know the better um the more that you say the less i know (laughs) wherever you stray i follow that's right babe Mm -hmm. um and i like started reading it and i will say um i kind of for the first like maybe even 70 percent of it i was like I, nothing's really happening. Like, I'm reading this, and, like, I'm entertained, and nothing's really happening yet. Like, the first 70% is a lot more, like, character than it is plot. Mm-hmm. And then something happens, and then it just is, like, zoom. what is happening in the best way possible. It's so, like, cheeky and funny and just, like, freaky and delightful there's a couple of dracula references in it and as like a dracula slut i was like i really (laughs) appreciate these little like nuggets in there yeah um yeah and see what's interesting is like yelly was like obviously like kind of like felt like it like teetered at 70 percent whereas like i for me and like what i anticipated for me the beginning kind of like peaks and then valleys peaks and the valleys in terms of like oh okay we're safe oh okay we're safe for me it was like definitely like that and then I feel like towards the middle I felt kind of like I felt kind of quote-unquote safe right like Mm -hmm. we're like just kind of coasting and then a sharp incline start and then sharp descent and I feel like it was just like it was a book where I was made to feel like really on edge, really like suspicious and very like what is going on and then it lulls you and then it snaps you back. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, like Ellie said, I don't want to say too much more than that um, because it's excellent and I think that going into it with a open mind, <laughs> I almost started saying the intro- introduction to Iron, Iron Chef. An open mind and empty stomach, a la cuisine, of course. Um, in the words of my uncle. <laughs> um, no, it, eat something beforehand. But so, it's so good. It's so good. Um, it's a little bit scary. So if you don't typically read thrillers slash like horror, um, maybe read it during the day. Because you might get a little freaked out. But if, yeah. you're like a, if you're like a thriller horror veteran, it probably wouldn't bother you. Yeah, I, I will know. say, if you're the type of person who's like... I know that I am very easily squeamish and don't like body horror and don't like thrillers. You won't like this book. Yeah. Um, well, I don't normally. I don't mind reading it. I don't mm-hmm. like seeing it. Yeah. Just just no going Use in. Use your own discretion. Yeah. Just no going in that it's gross. Yeah. That it's a gross book, but it's but really it's good. But it's really good. And honestly, it's really fun. It's yeah. a fun gross. 
It's really fun. Um, something else fun happened afterwards. So I read this book on stream, right? The next morning I woke up and Samantha Allen, the author, had replied to my tweet and basically been like, I loved watching you read this, the like last 10% of this book. It made all of the anxiety I felt writing it worth it, all of that. And I like fangirled and then was like, I love this book. Thank you for writing it. (laughs) And then she followed me and Yelly on Twitter. That's right. And then the publisher. I get wife privileges. That's right. And then the publisher followed me on Twitter as well. Heck yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's indie published or like, if it's not indie totally, it's a small then it's like a small house. imprint. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was really, really excellent. Highly recommend uh, Lesbian Thriller, baby. What more could you want? <laughs> also, okay, we'll say this. This is like not a spoiler. This is in the description. Um, basically, uh, it is it the premise or sort of the backdrop is or what brings all the people together right is they're on a a bachelor type reality show called the catch and they're filming the final four girls um they're filming sort of the end of the competition on this island off the pacific northwest um sort of like a uh, a destination location um for like you know who's he gonna pick right and Basically, we start on the ferry to the island. Yes. And it is just an absolute romp. If any of you read it, literally let us know. Yeah. We could talk about it forever. We really I've already made at least one person that I work with buy the book. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like, I just, like, I need to, like, book club it. You know what I mean? Literally, yeah. I'm like, everybody read it by this day and then we're going to talk about it. (laughs) We were sitting, I was reading it, and Haley and I were sitting across from each other, and literally the second I finished it, Haley was like, all right, book club will commence. Let us literally. I was like, all right. We must unpack. I was like, we are talking about this right now. Thanks so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was like, I was like, babe, you have to read this book. Basically, we like after I finished it, we went uh, and got Wendy's, and in the in the car to like go through the drive through, I just kept going like I can't believe that happened in that book. I can't believe, <laughs> like I was like shell shocked, and then I was like, babe, you have to read this book. Like I literally can't hold this in. Like I need to be able to talk to it with somebody. Like it's just so much. I did it, and you did it. So honestly, maybe like get somebody else to read it with you. <laughs> no, you can talk to us. You can talk yeah. to us. We're your buddies. Um, and that's the book that we read this week. Um, I started a lot of books this week, some of which we've already talked about. Well, you know, I guess I finished two that we talked about yeah. from the readathon, but pre-readathon Monday to I guess it's just Monday to Wednesday. Oh, I only read one book. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's where we're at. Anything else about the readathon that you want to say? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing. I'm having a really good time, good. and that's really all that I wanted. And it seems like everyone else is having a good time, and really, I just wanted to. Dip my toe into hosting a readathon, and I am absolutely floored by how many people are participating, mm-hmm. and how many people are like actually reading and do and doing it. Um, and I'm so excited to get started planning my next one. <laughs> to be honest, I'm like, all right, I've got the bug. Yeah. Do you want to do a question? Let's do it. Okay. This question, Haley hasn't read it yet, so I'm putting them on the spot. (laughs) I'm testing my improv skills. (laughs) This question is from our friend Sam. Sam says, hello, sweet friends. Your pod has inspired me to read more, and I've blasted through two books this past weekend. Oh my gosh. My question is, where do you get your books so that they're affordable? Mm. I have a long list. 
I have a long list and the wait time at the library isn't always feasible. Yes. Because I'm impatient. Mm. So relatable. Do you mix library, thrift, and purchase? What about for audiobooks? Love you both, Sam. Ooh, I got words. I got things to Tell say. us your words, babe. Okay. Number one, right at the bat, library card. Sam already said it, but I'm going to say it. Get your library card. It is free. The librarians will be more than happy to help you get it. And they'll be more than thrilled to help you set it up. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of fear around getting a library card because it's like a social interaction. And um, I think yeah. it makes people put it off. But this is your sign to go do it. Go do it within the next week. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. If you um, live in an area where your library card that's, like, accessible to you maybe isn't the most, like... Robust. Robust. There are options to pay, like... I'm sure there's a range, but, like, relatively small amount a year for access to library cards in other, like, areas. Yeah. So I would encourage you to maybe look at some Especially, like, a major city. You. Yeah. Um, if that is, like accessible to you financially Mm -hmm. yes but yes so do that and then um find out what app your library system uses um i think the main two that i'm aware of are libby spelled l-i-b-b-y and cloud library spelled like it sounds and um those two whatever your library card is on you literally put in your library information and then you can borrow ebooks and audiobooks through there um, and that is super duper helpful. Um, you, I also get my uh, ebooks, or I don't, I don't really read ebooks, but <laughs> I get my <laughs> audiobooks through Scribd, um, which is a monthly subscription, but it's ten dollars for uh, essentially unlimited reading um, and no wait times. And that, to me, as like a majority audiobook consumer, um, is the like cheapest option to be able to read things without having to wait at the library. Um, and they don't have everything, but they have a really, really uh, comprehensive library of books. Um, and so that's what I, I, I really recommend. Um, I have, this is like not sponsored slash like, I don't think I even get anything in return, but I just have like a friend link that we can put in the show notes for the episode. Um, that you can uh, try 60 days of script for free. That's a good trial period. It is a good trial period. Um, and like I said, I am i don't think I get anything from it because um, people have done it and I don't think I've gotten anything from it. <laughs> um, but that way you can try it out and see for yourself, see if you like it. Um, and it's my, it's my favorite uh, like paid way to get books um, because I, I think that like I, I read probably like 20 plus books from from script each month so for 10 bucks that's a really good value especially because audiobooks are way more expensive than print books like audiobooks range from like probably like 30 to like 50 bucks to get like a cd set so we um also do love thrifting books yeah we are huge goodwill thrifters Mm -hmm. um because so basically in canada the like two major thrift chains are goodwill and value village and value village still charges you so much for books considering that they're secondhand like you their model it basically is like just half off the book yeah which is like still a more accessible price point but it's for me personally I 
if I'm thrifting a book secondhand that is not in new condition, mm-hmm. I want more of a deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, like, pristine yeah. oh, like and, like, a special copy. Like, you're like, oh, I've wanted this cover and you can't find it anywhere. Yes. Then maybe it's worth it. But if it's, like, I don't know, if it's a book that, like, yeah, there's one at every single thrift store go to Goodwill and get it for $3 instead of, like, paying yeah, 10 bucks for it or whatever. Goodwill, all of the books are $3 just across the board. Like, yeah. I think kids' books are maybe even, like, $1. Yeah. Um. So they don't, they don't like, change the price. Dif- because basically the way that Value Village does it is if, like, if a book is $20 retail value, then it's, like, 15 at Value Village. Or, like, if it's 35 then it'll be, like, 20 Like, they base it off of what the retail value is, whereas Goodwill just does three bucks across yeah. the board. Um, and Goodwill, honestly, also has a better selection of books. Yeah, it's honestly wild. I feel like, our, at least for the Goodwill and the Value Village that we go to, right? Yeah. Goodwill versus Value Village for us is totally, like, quality over quantity because the Value Village has way more books in terms of numbers but we have found so many more books that we actually want at Goodwill, even though they they technically have, like, way less shelf space. Yeah, it's wild. Um, we also recently discovered a place called Book Outlet for all of our Canadian pals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in the U.S. as well. I think it's called Book Depot oh, in okay. the U.S. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, Book Outlet, Book, book Depot. And basically, they take... Um, like new books but you get them at discounted prices yes because they're overstock yeah exactly um so we like went to our book outlet that's close to us um in st Catharines in canada and it was wonderful and we Mm -hmm. got such a good haul there's definitely some sections that are more robust than others um yeah but yeah it was like really good we got like such a huge stack of books they had like surprisingly relevant titles I don't know what I was expecting but like tons of stuff that like I was actively looking for yeah and I think the most expensive book was seven dollars but like we said like it's like new books the only thing is that some of them have like um basically like a sharpie mark on like the top or bottom Mm -hmm. um because that's how they mark like overstock at like bookstores um, but as far as, like, it's ha- it has no previous owners, yeah. right? Well, and also, like, to be honest, the, like, you're right in that $7 is the most that we paid for one of them, and mm-hmm. that is still cheaper than we would have paid for a used copy of that same book at Valley Village. Yeah. So it's, e- like, an even better deal, but just, like, maybe less, like, it's the selection just depends. Well, also the majority of them, so I got, like, quite a few, like, like, contemporary like recently released romance books right yeah and I would say two of them I think were seven bucks the majority of them were five and six dollars like the majority of them were the like mid-range price mm-hmm. and honestly I got the view from Saturday the view from Saturday was two dollars and fifty cents yeah because it's a, for this it brand kids, right? new copy that just has like a little sharpie mark on the bottom yeah it's no, like we such got, a like, good value a stack of like at least 10 books for like 70 bucks yeah and Sam so this is your formal invitation to come with us next time. <laughs> the person who asked this question, because we know you in real life. Heck yeah. Um, um, and then also, Little Free Libraries. Um, if you don't know what Little Free Libraries are, they are basically um, like a community-run library system in the sense that people can um, make like a little a little box in front of their house. Like a lot a of them are hutch. very cute. Kind of look like a big birdhouse almost, but they have books in them. And um, some of them are registered on like the official like Little Free Library app, 
which you can download for free. And those ones, um, you'll be able to see like on a map where they are in your area. Um, and we recently also did like a big like drive around our town. And as we were looking for the ones on the map, we stumbled upon a lot that were not listed. Um, and we found uh, quite a few good books. And I found a lot of books, um, aside from that like one day, I found a lot of books just at the ones that like I frequent that are like closer to our home. Um, and so what I would say as well is like explore your neighborhood, see if anybody has a little free library box um, and check it periodically because genuinely like you'd be surprised. Like I found The Guest List by Lucy Foley, which is a book that I've really wanted. I found a hardcover ver- uh, uh, copy. I found, um, found Song of Achilles. I found Song of Achilles. Um, I feel like I found some other stuff too, but essentially I've just found some like really good books through that. Um, and books that, like, I maybe wouldn't have purchased, mm-hmm. um, like, some, th- some like, cozy mysteries that I maybe wouldn't have, like, spent money on, but it's free. Um, and if I read them and don't like them, I'm gonna p- literally put them right back into, the, like, the circulation, which is cool. Um, and so those are honestly, like, the main ways that we buy books. We're, we read books. Yeah. We very rarely ever purchase a book, like, at full retail price from... Yeah the store yeah and we still read like tons (laughs) tons of books if you've listened to this podcast you know we read tons of books so it's definitely possible some options are definitely like more of a barrier to entry than others Mm -hmm. um I also did I just remembered in terms of book outlet slash book depot they also do shipping like Mm -hmm. they have like an online um store as well and if you spend I think in Canada it's like if you spend more than like $70 you get free shipping but again like that's how much we spent when we went in and we got so many books yeah Um, we got 14 books for 70 bucks so that's another option really good I also will say feel free like if you're somebody who still is like I am really struggling and don't know how to like find an accessible point into like books and reading feel free to like send us an email um yeah we, we can help you brainstorm, for sure. Also, I wanted to mention, um, I haven't ordered from, from them in a, in a while, but I have before. Book Depository, if you're in Canada, is free shipping, period. Heck yeah. Um, and they have um, lots of different cool editions. Like, if, you're, if you want a book that, like, I, like, like, Lord of the Rings. Okay, I want to read Lord of the Rings soon, right? And say so you're like, I, wanna, I want Lord of the Rings, but I want to, like, pick a cover. You know what I mean? I want to pick from, like, a lot of avail- availability. Um, these are books that are secondhand or overstock as well. And so you can get, you can find the edition that you want, um, most of the time, which I think is really cool. And usually it's, uh, cheaper than like retail face value and free shipping. So that's like another option. Um, heck yeah. If you're somebody who like does, uh, have the privilege of being able to like spend the extra few bucks to like support a local indie bookseller mm-hmm. definitely encourage that as well yeah oh also um with your library card you can check out hoopla which is an app and at least from our library you get seven instant downloads each month and you get to have them for 21 days so that is also a way to not have to wait um, I will say the library is not as plentiful as Scribd, um, but it's free. Yeah. And there's a lot on there if you want to read some Katie Robert. There's a lot of everywhere. Katie Robert. Yeah. So 
that's those are my recommendations heck yeah if you would like to leave us a cheeky little five-star review on spotify or apple podcasts please do so um it helps us a lot with like seo and discoverability and um goes a long way as a new podcast and tell your friends and tell your friends um if you would like to leave us like a cute little written typed out review, I don't think you can do that on Spotify, but you definitely can on Apple Podcasts, and we will read it um on the podcast. If yeah. you if you're nice to us. <laughs> if you don't say I hated them. <laughs> um even though your feelings are valid, of course, we welcome all feedback. Do you want to tell them where they can follow you? Oh, you can follow me at Dash Haley. Um wherever. Uh you, Dash Haley on Twitch, YouTube, um, Dash Haley with two Ys on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, you can also find my book content at sunnyside.bookclub on TikTok and Instagram and sunnysidebookclub on Twitter. <laughs> um, and that's me. That's where I'm at. And I appreciate all of the follows. Heck yeah. <laughs> I appreciate every single one of my followers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean? I'm being silly. Um, if you want to submit a question or request a book rec, you can send us an email at friendstoloverspod at gmail.com. And we just ask that you let us know if you'd like your question slash comment to be anonymous. And um, feel free to include your pronouns. Yes, please. All right. Pals, thanks for listening. We hope you're having a good day. Um, and we hope that if you're listening to this in the morning... And it gets your day off to a good start, of course. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm a little bit goofy loopy. I also did want to say, um, literally every single time I wake up Monday morning and check to make sure the podcast is good to go, there's like five of y'all that have already listened to it. Yeah. And we see you and we appreciate we you. We see you and sending sending a little bit of extra love your way today. Sending yeah. you a little little kisses. Here's a little kiss. Little kiss for those five people that listen to it at 6 a.m. Eastern. Oh, y'all are legends. <laughs> and why are you up so early? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's your business. This needs to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pals. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.